All right, y'all, we are back with another episode of Black Women Healing Pod, and we have a second-time guest on here. Um, So last time we had her on, y'all did some numbers with the listen, so we were like, you know, we got to bring her back. Um, So as we have done, we've been promoting our event, and that's Donika's thing, so I'm going to let her go ahead and do that. Um, Okay, so y'all, January 23rd. 2021 we'll be having a social distance of step aerobics community workout event and so the event is going to be led by chris of casey fitness um the event is going to be from 12 40 p.m to 2 p.m it's going to be in the los angeles california of area once you buy your ticket we will go ahead and send that information um and the tickets are actually twenty dollars and if you buy more than two, uh, we actually are going to do the 50% off. So if you buy one for you and your friend, then you'll actually be getting it for $10. Um, so it'll be in our link, um, in our bios, uh, through Eventzilla. So go ahead and hop on that because I'm for sure it will sell out because of COVID. It's going to be very limited. Um, but yeah, we hope this event provides community support and just overall movement for us right now. So Yes, yeah. and as Chris said, the first thing to do with your body is to move it, right? So we got to do that. Um, so as usual, before we get started, we usually have a discussion. And, you know, since it's, the year just started, I want to have a conversation about setting goals for the new year. How do y'all go about setting goals? And when I ask this, I'm thinking about, you know, a lot of people make vision boards. A lot of people buy new planners. They're quick to fill them up. And 2020 was a year where you could plan all these things, but you don't know if it's really going to happen. And so I'm interested in how folks are thinking about goals in 2021 and what that looks like. So, Danique, I'll hand it over to you first. What are you thinking? Ooh, um, you know, what's so interesting is that I did more of my like planning vision board stuff in like October. Um And I think it's just because I was just so eager to be looking forward to the future, I guess, in a positive way. Um, So now that we're here in 2021, I feel like I've already like prepared for it Mm -hmm. um, and like setting goals. But I guess I do want to, um, I guess I want to do like this thing of like monthly goals, right? A lot of times we trying to do like the whole year. Yeah. And so I really want to focus this year on like monthly goals and monthly intentions and see if that helps me, um, you know, focus a little bit more. And really, I think you pay attention to it a little more when it's per month versus the whole year. That's so interesting. Which, what y'all think? That? That's so interesting because my friend, she made a vision board and then afterwards she was like, I don't just make a vision board. I break it down by the month. And I was like, what? And she was like, nobody does this. And that's why oftentimes people don't meet their goals. And I was like, okay, I'm sold, but you got to break it down for me. So what she said was you get a dry erase board and you break down your categories. So typically you pick like three or four categories. So whether it be mental health, physical health, career, um, side hustle. And once you break this down on your dry erase board, you talk about more detailed ways to reach that goal. So let's say, for example, your goal is um, to start an e-commerce business. So you write that goal for the month and then um, you break it down on how you're going to do that. So let's say in January, you're like, I'm going to watch tutorials. I'm going to set up my LLC. 
and then you move over into February and February, you're thinking about all your marketing tips for it. So you're really breaking down that goal further. And when she broke that down for me, I was like, everybody needs to be doing this. So I'm for sure doing it now. Right. Yes. I take, I take the, it depends on what type of goal it is, mm-hmm. but I, I, the new year has never, it's a big deal to me because it's a big deal to my family. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal to the surrounding community, but my new year is really more like my birthday. If I'm being honest, because it's about me, right? This is my life. So, um, but I would say that I do a vision board for the year and then I have quarterly visuals Mm. this year I did a digital vision board in Canva and I'm gonna have it printed on a canvas so that way yeah and then I'm gonna take it and make a lock screen for my phone so that it's constantly in my face but I do like little quarterly small um, vision boards and so like I can check in every three months to see where I'm at and I'm I'm trying to do more than just like having one uh big goal um but like focusing on what's going the vehicles that get me to the goal that's the goal so if I want to own a house then like what do I need to have to own a house and so I will kind of list out those things and then try to tackle some of those things off the list because like you know it's the vehicles that really get you to where you're going so you just sparked a side hustle idea for me to tell you about. Why are you launching this as a class, selling it for $20? If people want further <laughs> coaching, they'll pay the additional $50. You'll be their accountability partner. And the worksheet, if you can't afford all this, I'm selling you the worksheet for $10. You got the worksheet. But if you buy my bundle, you get me, you get the class, the video, and you also get the template. Because people need this. And people they for sure will pay for this. So yeah, it's a random idea. And I see that. Nope. Thank you. Thank you. Cause sometimes I don't, I just say like, well, every idea doesn't need to be a business, but you know what? I need to get out of that. I need to get Mm -hmm. out of that. So thank you for presenting that to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Are you on clubhouse? I am on Clubhouse. Yeah, you, Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to do, do it. You don't got to talk about Clubhouse. Just because you ain't on it. <laughs> you got an iPhone. Is that Android? I got an Android. Okay. I literally saved my invite for her and then only to realize she ain't got an iPhone. So what was I thinking for? <laughs> That happened to me twice already. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I take the knowledge I get from you all. Um, I most definitely have heard about a lot of the ratchetness going on. Um, but I've also heard a lot of, a lot of positives about the information that you gain. Yes. From it, so. I have not. Se- I guess it depends on who you follow. And that's just like, we talked about this last time I was here, like cultivating your online experience mm-hmm. because I've heard about moan rooms and dating rooms. I've heard about them from other people. I have not, all I've seen was business, spirituality, and professional development, and some arts and entertainment in my hallway, as they call it. Yep. So I, this is just things that I've heard about. I haven't heard about the ratchetness yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, haven't so se- I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> What'd you say? I've heard about it and seen it. But I think for me, again, like cultivating what you want to see, because... I've made so many connections and I have pages upon pages of notes from people that I've actually been able to utilize. So again, I think who you choose, because I think that if I wasn't on Clubhouse, I wouldn't just come up with that idea for you. I learned that from Clubhouse. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I've learned so I've learned so much and I can like genuine people like I just want to help you because you're so awesome. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and introduce you, uh, Aisha. Um, so Aisha Murphy is a public relations and media professional, blogging, blogging, copywriting, copy editing, podcasting, and live broadcasting are just a few of Aisha's areas of expertise. As a freelance consultant, Aisha helps smaller business business entities create better content online. Murphy for Hire New Media Consulting Services helps small businesses, small nonprofits, and micro-influencers develop and optimize their social media operations through content strategy and social media strategy. Aisha has helped to launch countless live video series, IGTV series, Facebook audio series, YouTube channels, podcasts, podcasts, blogs, and businesses online. She is currently working in public affairs with the government. So, Aisha, you are officially our first second time guest and so I just want to take some time to thank you for like joining us on this ride and also just being like a super super uh great supporter uh we appreciate you so much y'all Aisha has like all the time anything that she does anything that we do anything that we do she's there and not only there like she just she the energy that she brings she's just always so positive and uplifting and like we really appreciate it mm-hmm. well i appreciate you guys and i think i tell you guys that all the time like i'm giving y'all what y'all are giving me mm-hmm. and i feel like that's all i've ever experienced from either one of you um and so i'm just so thankful to have you in this awesome community in my life and i just want to serve it as best as i can Yes, for sure, for sure. Are you still doing all these things during? I gotta ask because <laughs> I know a lot of people are looking for people to do all the things that you do. So, are you still doing copywriting, copy editing, podcasting, live broadcasting, blogging, and vlogging? I gotta ask. <laughs> I'm a bit. I'm. I've slowed down a bit because I burnt. I burnt out a little bit this year. I had. I lost a lot of loved ones, and it started to even down to my best friend who, uh, from college, who passed away. Just in December and so I I've just been taking time and everybody's like it's the pandemic it's time to get the money and I'm just like oh no I'm chilling oh yeah I got so many people calling this the pandemic because they're making more money than they've ever made in their lives and I'm I'm doing pretty good too and I'm just like yeah but it's a lot else going you know a lot of other things going on so I slow down a bit but I'm open to any opportunities that are open to me if I'm being honest Thank you for being vulnerable and letting um, our listeners hear that and letting them hear a raw experience because, again, I've been seeing the same thing and I've been that person that's not pushing that narrative and I've been pushing from the other side of, you know, if you got stuff going on, you do not need to be focused on no check. Um, I've been also hearing a lot of people talking about this is my first time hitting a million dollars in 2020. Oh my gosh, like I can't wait for 2021. And I'm like, we got to be careful what we're putting out because there are those people who are feeling like they should be doing those things too, but they can't because they have X, Y, and Z going on. And that is okay. Yeah. I would just say, I, I think, and I, I'm not this genius. I saw it on a tweet from, um, Oh, I can't remember her name. She's amazing. It's not coming to me, but she talked about our, our propensity to chase the bag, right. As black mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. because it's like, 
like if you watch Miranda's Black Bottom, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but she I said, like you know, the white people don't care for you, but they they deal with you all right if you can make them a little money, and that's always been the perspective of like, okay, we're gonna be equal and get in that paper, and I think that chasing the bag narrative. I get where it comes from, but like, are we healing the traumas? Like, are we, like, what are we doing people to like help our community as a whole? Like that's a whole nother episode, but you know, it was on my heart. <laughs> it's making me think about y'all got to check out the nap ministry because the nap ministry, they talk all day about how you got to take time for yourself and this grind narrative that we're into, you sleep when you die. Like we cannot continue to live like that because what about your time here and enjoying your time and not so focused on this bag? Like, yeah, let's get to this bag. But honestly, if you smart, think about getting to the bag and not working too hard because that's what I'd be doing if we being honest. Like I ain't working that hard, but I'm getting to the bag and you know, you got to make time for yourself and you got to make time for those pauses because they're needed. But that's another episode, like we said. So let's go ahead and get into, you know, this is mental health related. And this is, we are Black women talking about this stuff. So we got to make space for it. That's very important. Um, but we also want to touch on our topic for today. Absolutely. Yeah. So if y'all follow Aisha, she is like really killing it with the goals of body positivity yes like all goals holistically like as she talks not only just like mentally uh but like physically like her her page is so motivating and um i want to say you might even have like a few pages because i feel like i've 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 ran into yeah Um, i have two (laughs) so so yeah and so today we thought like you know, January is always that month where everybody comes up, especially with fitness goals of like trying to get this summer body and all that stuff. So we thought it would be great to talk about like body positivity. So, um, so pretty much the last time we talked and even us talking today with the social media and digital marketing, um, we talked about body image on the last episode and like the media and what that meant. But can you tell us about how you gained an interest in like commercial modeling and what this is meaning for you in today's time? Well, I gained an interest in commercial modeling a really long time ago. I have a cousin, her name is Tahara Carter. She has been um, an inspiration for me from uh, since I was young. She's actually a commercial model. She acts in a lot of commercials. Like from your Geico commercials to Coca-Cola commercials, you probably seen her before. It was like, oh, that's that black lady. You know, for a while she was like the, to- the I won't say token. I'm not going to put that on her. But you would see her a lot <laughs> in those things. And um, she's always been very beautiful to me. Um, and so I was interested in that. But I didn't see, I've always been a heavier person. And um, I didn't see a lot of people like me doing that. From I was born in the 80s, so I'm older than a lot of y'all, both of (laughs) y'all. So it's like, um, I didn't see a lot of people doing that that looked like me. Yeah, I saw some black girls doing it, but they, you know, fit into this body type that I never fit into. So I didn't think it was possible for me. So now, as an adult in 2000, I want to say like early 2010, 2011, I'm starting to see the Ashley Grahams. I'm starting to see, um, you know, Takara. I'm starting to see all these uh, black women. Well, Ashley Grahams are not black, but black women that look like me starting to be more in that lane. And I was like, okay, 
I'm going to give it a try. So I haven't had the exact um, success to make myself a household name, but I'm still pursuing it. And I'm, I'm going to do me some modeling, whether you know me or not, I'm going to be out there doing it. <laughs> yes, yes. You be modeling all the time. I remember when, uh, for the film scholar means you always be like, got to have my lipstick or got to have my gloss or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in talking about body positivity, how would you define body positivity and we kind of want the readers to gain more of an understanding from your perspective versus, you know, what they may have heard. Right. So the way that I define body positivity is fluid and it changes because as a movement in itself, right, it, it is a social movement. I'm not really happy with what it has become or how other people perceive it right now, especially as a black woman. Um, but at its core, it is positive. It has longer, deeper roots because people say it's this thing that just happened, but there are different ways to body positivity. Um, I'm not going to give y'all a history lesson <laughs> unless you want one, but there's even things um, in Victorian times where people were battling you know, women used to wear corsets back then mm -hmm. and they actually had marches and stuff like we're not wearing this. This is people's ribs are breaking and we don't have to fit into your concept of um, femininity or what you think women's waist should look like. There were mm -hmm. um, some um, I think they called it a fat end in the 20s because this man he had a woman who was bigger and people used to make fun of her so he was advocating he's like like more people should be fat you know like he did like a whole little thing so getting people to celebrate their having a more robust body um and in other nations the slim body was never the ideal body in in nations on the continent when i say the continent i mean africa where my people came from once upon a time so um this this is i guess my problem with body positivity while it is designed uh, by definition to help accept bigger bodies fat acceptance it, it's um i guess as a social movie movement that's what it is um geared around to me um, it's steeped in deconstructing Eurocentrism and like I'm past that now fine like we can deconstruct it all day but like it's not the standard I don't care about it I'm beautiful and I think sometimes with body positivity it becomes like this band-aid but you're not really solving the problems like the the, the issues of self-worth the issues of um, confidence, like you, you're self-confident because you're fighting what people are saying about you, not because you're self-confident, you know? And mm -hmm. so I like, um, there is, I call her doctor, but I don't think she got a, doc, a PhD, but she a doctor to me. Um, her name is uh, Sonia, Sonia Renee Taylor. Find her on Instagram if you want to yeah. know more. Yeah. She is a black woman. She is a fat black woman. She owns that proudly. And she has this concept called radical self-love. Mm -hmm. And it speaks to me because she comes from a black womanist, I guess, body positive perspective where she is coming for um, uh, white supremacy, um, you know, um, Eurocentric standards, patriarchy, all at the same time. And so it's a lot less superficial than just, I'm going to look cute in this. Since you guys don't like fat people, I'm going to, I'm going to feign confidence. And it works at healing the trauma and the systems that set up all of these social constructs to begin with through radical self-love unapologetically. Mm -hmm. So I know that was a long answer, but like, yeah, that's why I don't really 
like I I respect the body positive movement and what it started, but I think it's time to move past it. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice transition into um how we want to navigate like this next question because we were wanting to ask like what has been your experience in maintaining body positivity or whatever word you might fit in, which were the word I'm thinking is just self-esteem and self-confidence in an age where, you know, on social media, there's all these different ways that, well, not really all these different ways, everybody kind of looking the same, um, where everybody's kind of looking the same, whereas um, times have changed and it used to be we were supposed to look this way. So I think I'm just wanting to know how do you, you being someone who is heavy into social media, um, how do you maintain positive self-image and how do you maintain like high self-esteem? I'm sure it's not something all the time, but what ways do you do that? I definitely cultivate. um, I, I tend to my self-esteem and I maintain that positivity around my body image by simply logging out if I need to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to log out don't consume, you know, any visual media. If, if you are having a really hard time accepting yourself, you have to, sometimes you just have to start by logging out. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Sonia Renee Taylor, she's one of my people that I go to, to remind myself, because she creates a lot of videos. She has a book called The Body Is Not An Apology. Mm-hmm. I recommend anybody mm-hmm. read that book. It's a, it's a guide to radical self-love. That book is changing my life. I'm like halfway through it right now. Um, I, I remember that (laughs) there's always an agenda. We talked about this last time I'm here. There, there are people who profit off of creating insecurities to make you feel like whatever they're selling is the answer to your problem. Mm -hmm. And so I remember that. I remember that the concept of femininity um, and what has been feminine, what is defined as feminine as a social construct, oftentimes is not created by women. We are not the ones, <laughs> you know, it's not ladylike. Like we didn't come up, we uphold it sometimes, you know, either knowingly or unknowingly, but um, we did not a lot of times create these things. Sometimes talking heads, men in, in advertising rooms created this where women weren't even allowed to be sometimes or they or women were complicit in creating it because they knew it would sell to men you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so th- these are social constructs should not exist they're created to favor certain people and certain agendas and like that is probably a whole nother topic so i have to remember that a lot of this stuff was never created for me anyway it was created to uphold and celebrate somebody who is nothing like me and so that since it's a social construct I can't try to bend myself to fit into that I can't look like um any of no shade to any of the love and hip-hop girls I cannot look like them naturally you know if I want to get the surgery then that's my business but if I don't I'm not less valuable because of that and so it's just answering certain certain um lies that we tell ourselves with truths like I still have value I'm still beautiful that is not the standard and um beauty standards change that's the over the overarching thing is every 50 60 70 100 years it's a new thing that people are going crazy about I can make my my beautiful is beautiful 
as long as I promote it and celebrate it. Not everybody is going to see it or acknowledge it, but you know what? I just have to be unapologetic about it. Those who are meant to see my light are going to see it. It's, I don't know why, like, I feel like I have to ask you and you might not even have an answer to this, but in all that you just said, I still have value. I am still beautiful. My beautiful is beautiful as long as I see it and celebrate it. Drop them affirmation gems for me. I know you got some. What are some go-to affirmations that you got? You have to have them. I feel like, okay, this is, people are going to laugh at me, but I love dancing. So the one that I say every morning is written on my mirror in bright green. And I say, I am a pole slaying, waist whining, soca, Afrobeat dancing warrior queen. That is my thing. I love to. I yes. love to, yes. I love to wind my waist. I love to, you know, I love diaspora dances. I love just learning about my people through dance and movement. And I don't put it a lot on social media. So a lot of people don't know that about me, but I've started to do it more on my fitness page. And like a lot of my, my um, followers and my loved ones are like, yes, I'm like, they're telling me it makes them want to work out more. And I just feel like that energy is, it's, it's energetic and magnet. Yeah. I'm so happy that it was on my spirit to ask you that because I feel like being in front of the mirror and body movement it, it does something for us. And I feel like we oftentimes mm-hmm. don't realize because we're too embarrassed to dance, but no dance by your damn self in front of the mirror and I love what you said. I was, I love that. Yes. Um, as you continue talking about this, it makes me like want to move from like you're talking about like this body positivity kind of oversaturated narrative with the radical self-love one. Um, and, and really gearing toward that um, expression. So Thank you for that. And I most definitely, I know I follow Sonya uh, on Instagram, but I didn't know that, she, you know, it was a book. So I'm oh, yeah. going to buy it. She got a book. book. And I think the website is thebodyisnotanapology.com or something like that. It's, it's a great book. Yeah. So just going into a little bit more about you, what are ways that you personally celebrate your body? So for me, I think it's taking pictures, right? Um, because I don't know, it, it helped me at first. I used to, I used to hate taking pictures when I was a teenager. Nobody who knows me now would believe that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm always like, Oh, I'm ready for the app. Let me pose. Let me do this. Let me do that. But it was, I have to say that, um, I started to learn more about my body and my angles. Like people think, Oh, you're just photogenic. Oh, this took time I for every (laughs) good picture that I take there's like a hundred that I might not post but if I get 20 or if I get five like as I get better at and I study I actually study the art of pose there's a um, book called pose by uh the art of pose by Coco Roca and she has thousands of poses in the book like models we study pose this is we don't just wake up like this um and that's why some of the greatest models were dancers because they would just dance kind of slowly while photographers just got them in frame, you know? And so it's, um, it's helped me. That's how I celebrated that and dancing and um, by celebrating other people too, like giving other girls a yes, affirming them. That also does something for me as well too. 
Yes. So that's that's beautiful. The fact that you cheering somebody else on or you giving another affirmation actually celebrates your body in it in the same like token, you know. So this this question here, um, and I think it's always good to, you know, talk about, you know, sometimes the trials. So what are some things you do on your low days? Um, are those days you just, you know, not having it to continue to strive for this body positive thought or this radical self-love that you've been working on? So um, I definitely have my low days. So on my low th- days, I continue my radical self-love love by just casting lies to straight to hell. That's the only way I know how to say it. I, I cat like my mother says, I cast them to the pits of hell <laughs> with <laughs> truths, with truths, you know? So when I say like, oh, you know, I think for me, the biggest thing is I, I'm not like a three type of hair. If you're into hair typing, which I'm learning not to get into that. So I don't have the two wavy, the three wavy. And I see like a lot of the models that they're picking nowadays, you have like this looser, wavier texture of hair. Mm-hmm. I guess I would be considered a four type. You know, I have more kinks than kinks and coils than curls. And so for a long time, I would be like, when I would um, go to calls and stuff, I want to wear weaves and stuff because I'm like, my natural hair is not what they're looking for. And I'm getting away from that. It's like, you're going to take this, you're going to take these kinks and coils. And so I tell myself, like when I say, oh, your hair is not what they're looking for. You need to texturize it or whatever, whatever that might be, or you have too many roles. I find something positive about myself. Mm. And I answer that, that, um, lie with the truth like okay I might have extra roles what's wrong with that nothing's wrong with it and guess what um they're not these other girls might not be able to pose like me I study the art of pose I am prepared for this like I don't try to put other people down but I big up myself Mm -hmm. and I I take every lie and I find a positive answer for it and if it's something that's attacking me constantly I will write it on my mirror so that it becomes a part of me and I see it every day so that when that lie comes to me I can immediately answer it with the truth Mm, okay CBT come through (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that is I just know that my internal dialogue oof praise God is getting better and we just go say that it's getting better daily because I'm working on it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you just broke down is what me and Donika teach clients. It's in the therapy world, we call CBT, um, challenging negative thoughts. So that's, um, you really just broke it down for people who don't understand therapeutic language. You gave a good way to break it down in like language. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't know that, but I need, I need to, I need to get me a therapist. I'll tell y'all that all the time. <laughs> I'm, working, I'm working on it. Thank you. <laughs> So in all that you share, what are some takeaways you have for our our listeners? Okay, so we've talked about it a few times. I want our listeners to spend time looking at themselves in the mirror. And I want you guys to um, like focus on what's good. Don't look at, because what happens is we'll look in the mirror and we'll point, we'll see all that's bad. You're not allowed to do that. When you do this mirror session, I want you to take five minutes and look in the mirror and all you can do is focus on the positive. You can only find one positive thing when you look at yourself. That's fine. 
no judgment. We're all at different levels in, in, our, in our journey to radical self-love. What I want you to do, though, is if it's only one thing, I want you to think about what makes that one thing great, you know, and just really focus on that. And then I'm going to give a second piece of the homework because we talked about it a few times here. I want you to think about your three most negative thoughts and I want you to write your truths down and do like standards. Like my mom, when I used to get in trouble, I would have to, you know, I will not uh, come home after the street lights are on like a thousand times. (laughs) I want you to get, don't write the lie lie that your mind is telling you down because that's over, that's canceled. We're not doing that anymore. Write the truth down, write it three times three times each. And I want you to, you know, if you need to, if, it, if that lie is coming to you all the time, write it down in a mirror, make it the lock screen on your phone, your truth, make your, your positive truth, put it somewhere where you can see it all the time and practice answering those lies with the truth. And I guess I'm giving y'all a lot of homework because check out um, Sonia Renee Taylor. If, if you mm-hmm. want, if you really want to learn more about the power of radical self-love yeah thank you for all of that i think from what i took from all of this is be gentle with yourself yes in every area of life literally so thank you for that yes i think the last thing i just want to say is because i know a lot of people help all right y'all i hope that you enjoyed our episode um again we hope that y'all will join us in reading mama didn't raise this woman next month by n-j-e-r-i Maldonado and I'll be posting on our Instagram so that it's easy for y'all to find and Danica's going to share with y'all a little bit about our event. Yeah so it's me again talking about the event. Um, So we're having this event January 23rd 2021. It's going to be in the Los Angeles California area and it's going to be led by Chris of KC Fitness. Tickets are $20. If you buy one for you and someone else you get them for $10. Um and yeah, it's, it's going to be a vibe. It's going to be a good time. Get your workout, get some community while social distancing. It's, it's, it's most definitely what we're going for this year. So yeah, go ahead and buy those tickets. Nice. And thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all the platforms. And thank y'all again. <laughs>